Get Real with Lisa Crown Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited about this 2020 vision series that I've got going on. Here's our number two series, and that's with a guest speaker, one of the most fabulous human beings I've ever met in my life. This gal works for our firm. She is what you'd say brings light, love, and the hustle to our business and actually to our world. She's a breath of fresh air with so many great, insightful, tactical nuggets. I hope you have a paper and a pen out um, because we are going to get down and dirty with Denise Wilson from Lawyer's Title. Woo! So excited to have her here. I'm going to ask her a few questions and uh, really drill down, getting real about her business and why it's so massive and how she's really created all of her success. So check it out. Denise, thank you so much for your time today. We're going to dive right in to getting on with our questionnaire. First of all, how are you doing? I am excellent, Lisa. Thank you for having me. How are you doing, gorgeous? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my gosh, you're so infectious. I love it. Here, here's my first question for you. Truly, you know, get down, get real and and dirty with us here. How do you do it? How do you do Denise Wilson? I mean, honestly, I coach hundreds, thousands of people in the nation. I have, you have just a Stand out sales executive, sales manager, woman, mom, wife, human. Talk to me. How do you do it? Oh my gosh. Well, I will tell you, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it anywhere. My feet do not hit the bed in the morning without thanking the Lord for everything good in my life, our health, our family, uh, praying for my team, praying for every meeting that we have. My feet do not hit the bed until those things happen. I think I really concentrate every day that it is just about today. I keep my eye on the line. I teach my team and coach them. We don't have to worry about what other people are doing. We need to do what we know that we need to do every day. And that can bring you peace that is truly incredible and, and, and very, very special. When you really keep your eye on your line and your goals. I love that. So you stay in your lane. We stay in our lane big time. I, I call it keeping my that. eye on the line here. I love it. I want to dig on that a little bit just because that, I mean, I did a podcast on it called Stay in Your Lane only because okay. it's something that keeps coming up yes. for people. And it is about how we are trying to get ultimately, you know, to the finish line or, or get to our goals, et cetera, et cetera. But we tend yeah. to look in the other lanes or get fixated or obsessed with or whatever. How do you stay in your lane? You know, the most important thing is you need to know what you're supposed to be doing every single day. And then you need to build yourself a barricade to be able to accomplish those things. So number one, if you don't know what you are supposed to be doing that day, if you don't have it carved out in your calendar, if you are not following your calendar, you are going to be very easily distracted, right? It's our monkey brain. We want to see whatever is going on. It's very important. We have to uh, really connect with our sage brain, the one that wants to be successful, the one that wants to learn. And whatever that is that we need to do that day, you have to commit. You have to think of your why. Right? You have to think of that you are affecting other people's lives, whether it's your clients, your team, your family. That is how we keep our eye on the line as much as we can. Uh, it is truly to know what we need to do every day and to follow it every day and not to look side, left, or right. That does not mean not to educate ourselves. That we're very big on that. That's a different subject. But truly knowing what we need to do every day and executing that one day at a time is how we keep our eye on our line. 
I love that. I love that. Thank you. Here's our next question for you. What's the key to going after a top producer? I mean, what really is the magic for getting in front of those megas? Like, how do you do that? Yeah, you know, I think I think as far as top performers go, you know, you need to know what's important to them at a very high level. You need to know what are they learning, and you better be learning it with them. You need to know where are they, what's important to them, and you need to be there, and you need to learn what's important to them. They love finding talent. It is so crucial to them. You better help them find talent. You figure out ways to find talent yourself and always be connecting people. Top performers, they want to maintain their team. They do not want to lose team. Help your top performing agents maintain their team. Keep Mm -hmm. that bond going with them. Make it easy for them. They will turn their eyes toward you. They are very, very much about their P&L. Help them with their P&L. Help them for the best services products out there. Learn about them. Bring it to them. Whether they have to spend more money, it's going to bring more to their bottom line. Maybe it's a better product than they're using now, and it's going to save them money. Talent, helping them maintain their current team and also their P&L, those things, if you can focus on those, you can truly have those top performers' eyes on you. I love everything about that. It reminds me, when I was in sales, one of my big things was, was team meetings, was that retention plan with their team. And it was yes. my suggestion, not theirs. Some of them didn't even have team meetings. I'm like, we're going to do a team meeting. I'm going to help facilitate. I'm going to bring yes. solutions. Like, I love that because yes. that was a real big win for me when I Absolutely. was in sales. I love everything about that. Thank you for Absolutely. that great share. You're you know, here's another thing. You're, you're such an incredible manager. Honest to God, you are incredible. People love you. Infectious is the word I use Aww. when I think of you. And you are a sales manager that listens and you connect to people. Do you have any, like, if a, if a sales sales manager is listening to us right now. Yeah. Do you have any tactical tips that you can share on how to keep your team, you know, successful and, and growing and flourishing? What, what, what tips do you have for us? I do. I do. I, you know, number one, it's all about our people. It is always about we and never me. I will tell you this right now. One of the, the things that is so important is go with your team and show them. Mm. Go with them and show them. Be with them in the meetings. Help them close help them close. Be transparent with them. Mm -hmm. I will tell you this right now. If you are vulnerable with them and you share with them your past failures, and then they can catapult because they can learn from that failure. Share with them, you know, obviously your best practices and success. Join them in meetings. Join them. Uh, You know, if you've got newer people on your team, have a once a week coaching call, just you and them, 30 minutes that they can save all of the things that aren't urgent, and they've got 30 minutes of your time once a week if they're newer. If you've got top performers, then you have a mastermind with them face-to-face, privately. What do they want? How do you, can you support them? What do they want to mastermind about? Because you've got different levels on your team. And I think that that has been a very important thing for my mm-hmm. team and I, our relationship, because I think we need to find out their whys. I think that we need to know their goals. And I'm talking about their goals, not the ones that we give them as a company. Mm-hmm. I think that whatever their best and preferred future is, we need to know it and we need to get them there. I love and you that. will maintain your team. 
I love that. Gosh, that's so awesome. I love everything about that. Thank you. So great. And if you're listening right now and you're a sales executive, those are great tips to bring to your manager too. You know, that I, I want this partnership and I want to team up with you and I want to do a checking call, you know, to reach out to them as well. It works both ways that they Absolutely. could do that, instigate that. Great one. Thank you. That. Here's another question. So I noticed um, around the country, uh, as I work with these sales executives, whether they're you know middle tier or or way at the top or been in business 20, 30, 40 years, there's a common denominator threat that I'm hearing, and I want to see what your thoughts are about it. It's that these people they live in their comfort zones, and you know yeah. I always tell them comfort zones are a beautiful thing, except nothing grows there. Um, yeah. So talk to the people, you know, if they're listening right now who get really comfortable in their comfort zone. Give us the Denise words of wisdom to help them get out. Well, yes, you're right. Nothing happens in our comfort zone except for that we're comfortable. And honestly, are we really comfortable? That's one question we need to ask ourselves. Are we really that comfortable in our comfort zone? We're constantly (laughs) can't be. I mean, I know I'd come out of my skin, okay? I will tell you this right now. (laughs) we got to get with somebody on our team. And we need to be able to be, if I am in my comfort zone and I'm looking for a way out, I'm going to go tell somebody. I'm going to ask them for help. I'm going to ask them, will you be my accountability partner Mm. to get into the uncomfortable. Will you come with me? I would absolutely go to my sales manager. If your sales manager can't take the fact that that you are staying in a comfort zone and they can't handle that reality, they shouldn't be a leader. You should be able to go to your leader and say, I want more and I need help. I honestly have not been making my calls. I've only been making five and I know the goal is 20. You've got to get vulnerable and you've got to be with the right team to get vulnerable with. You've got to ask for accountability. You've got to ask somebody to do it with you you know um you the the human themselves right whoever that is whether it's the leader in their comfort zone or a teammate on their comfort zone they need to know what their why is and i will tell you this because if they if they don't know what their why is and why they're doing it every single day they're not even going to consider getting out of their comfort zone. So there has to be a screaming why they need to know it. And if your team doesn't know their why, have a, do a team advance on it. Sit around, have everybody be ready, come in, help your team dig down deep to find out their why, because if they don't know their why, they're not going to step out of their comfort zone. So I would definitely tell them to get vulnerable, honest, ask for help on the team. Their leader should be able to help them stay accountable. A teammate, do it together. Get uncomfortable together. Make calls together. You as the leader, sit down with them. Get vulnerable yourself. Hey, you you script practice with them. You tell them what to say and have them repeat it to you. You should be using your words and get uncomfortable screw up laugh you know you know you've got to be the first one to step as the leader to get out of your comfort zone to show them how to get out of theirs and that it is okay and it actually feels real good it does gosh you nailed it on that that's absolutely true i love that you're talking about the why so much that's come up a lot in your answers tell me this if someone stood before you right now and said i absolutely don't know what my why is and i don't even know how to start what would you say I would say what keeps you up at night, mm. right? Write that what, down, what, listeners. Write that down. <laughs> when you're That's thinking, good. you know, what, <laughs> what, what makes you wake up and not sleep, right? Yeah. What, um, you know, um, who is it out there that, you know, who are those five, those four or five uh, 
thoughts, those people that are in your mind, you know, that are just throughout the day that you're thinking of, there must be a reason who you're showing your work ethic about. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, uh, you know, is it a parent that you want to help financially? Is it to show your children? I know for me, I want to give, I want to show my son the example of whatever it is that you do, you do your very, very best. Mm -hmm. So you've got to just noodle these things together. You've got to talk about it and you really have to go deep. You know, it's like, okay, I want to show my son a good work ethic. Well, we got to go deeper than that. What is it about a work ethic? Is it to be great, to be the very, very best? Is it for the money? What is it to be the very best, right? We need to just, we, it's a conversation and, um, it's, it's very, very powerful when people can, can get down to it, share it. And we really should be asking our team. I just did this recently with mine, what their why is so we can support them in that, you know, it's so true. It's like a whole new level of energy and passion pours into your everyday job when you know what that is. And you know what's so funny is sometimes it's in disguise. You know, sometimes it's yeah. sometimes it's not the best reason, but it still creates your drive. Like for yes. me, when I was younger and single and no kids, yeah. my thing was to show my dad I was worth it. I was worthy because wow. I had wow. like a, a dad who I wasn't connected to and yeah. close to. And so for yeah. me that, that, you know, I just kept, thank God I chose a career, not like some bad, you know, habit. That's true, Lisa. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, But it's like, that's what it was. And when I really understood and under, like understood my why and got really clear on it, I realized um, my why changed. So it changed about 10 years ago. And it changed before 10 or 11 years ago, before I even met my husband or had my kids. And it started to change into my unborn children and this husband and stuff that I don't have. Like I wanted to work hard for them. So when they came into my life, I would be ready. So it changes, you know, it can change. And that's what would keep me up at night. You know, those are the things. And then once they all got here, (laughs) you you were ready. (laughs) I was ready. So I love that. And I love getting into it and being vulnerable about it. Like I said, it's not always sometimes what we think. I know somebody told me once that they were severely bullied. So it's part of them showing their strength through their work. Yes. Oh, it's so interesting, good. you know, just so yeah. just so interesting to me. Anyway, final yeah. question. I know you got to get back out there, so I just yeah. want to say this. You have to be one of the most positive, happy people I've ever met in my life. I mean it. Like, so positive, so happy. Smile on your face. You hug everyone. You're so happy to see everybody. Everyone feels like they're number one to you. How do you do that? How are you so happy and so positive Give me that. Tell me you that. You are so cute because it it's just who I am. I don't have an answer. I don't know how to be anything <laughs> else. And I will tell you, if you if you upset me and if I got to fight, I will fight like a lion to protect my people. I'm going to tell you that right now. So I'm not all roses all the time. And I am naturally, I, and it's true, what you see is what you get with me. I don't have an explanation except for that God has blessed me with a heart. I love people so much. I care about them so much. I want to, I want to do everything I can to make other people's lives filled with joy and help them achieve their goals. So that is real. And I will tell you, Lisa, there is a side to me that I am like a gorilla. I will protect my people at any cost if they need to be protected as well. And the Italian tongue and fight will come out. Okay, <laughs> not all. It's not all roses, so gorgeous. Ask You're my so people. Cute. I love it. Just passion all the way around, and yeah. which is so yeah. great. 
Here's another question for you, Denise. Talk to me about doing massive business. You know, like you are someone in this business, in this industry, all these years, you play so big. And I always tell people, are you playing big or are you Mm. playing small? And you play so big and you do massive business. Get get real with us right now. Tell us the truth. How do we do it? Okay. You ready for this? Ready. You got to get really comfortable with being bored. (laughs) <laughs> because I want I promise you, listen to me, Lisa, you got to get bored and do your daily calls. You need to get bored and do your daily follow-up work. Follow-up is where trust is formed, and you also need to get bored with your daily lead generation. Because mm-hmm. I want to tell you something. Busy equals out of control. Busy equals, it's not that we don't have time, it's that we lack skill in priorities. Mm. So we're always finding a way. We're always finding a way to, uh, we call it uh, creative avoidance. It's yes. not that we don't know what to do, it's that we don't do it. And so when we can be comfortable with boredom, as my friend Chris Suarez has shared with me, um, I will tell you this, get bored with, you know, that we talk about the money is in the mundane. Well, yeah. get comfortable with boredom, with your, making sure you're carving that, those very productive items in your calendar every day. Because you know what the number one killer of productivity is? Hmm. Multitasking. Oh, I love that. It's it's a killer. So we need to shut so the much. box. We need to do our calls. We need to get we need to turn our phone off. Our phone should not be in our eyesight when we are making our calls. Use a landline, friends. Yeah. And if we've got children, yeah. listen. Tell them, uh, mom or dad, we're going to be at the office today. Call the the line. Nathan will come interrupt the meeting. Nathan will interrupt me if this is 911, right? We've yep. got to get rid of our phone so we don't – we're constantly multitasking. But if we get comfortable with the board, I know it's a boring answer. It really is. But to do massive business, you have to be massively – living by your calendar and cut out the distractions. And I can go way into that, but we won't do that now. You nailed it. You nailed it. I love it. I just got off. I had a graduating class on our last call the other day. And the gal says, coach, if there's one thing you could tell me right now, one thing for 2020 I got to bring with me, what would it be? And I told her, you have to be obsessed with your calendar and you have to time block and you have to listen to it. And that was, I mean, I felt like I have a bunch of stuff, you know, there's a lot of things to say, but when it really breaks down, you're absolutely right, Denise, it's the calendar. And it is like that. I loved how you put that. Wait, what'd you say about it being boring? That was amazing. Say it again. Uh, We have to be comfortable with being being bored. bored. Be comfortable with That's being like a bored. bumper sticker. I know, I know. My my good friend and partner Chris Suarez uh, shared that with me, and oh. it just stuck with me. And it could not so be good. more true. It could not. If you think about it, think about successful people. They're unbusy because if you made it to their calendar, they're ready for that meeting with you. They're ready. Otherwise, you wouldn't be on their calendar. They're ready for the meeting, right? Yep. 
So anyway, yep. I could go on about all oh, of these little things. So I'm obsessed good. with this. Let me let me end uh, this question with this because it just kills me. Um, I'm a big uh, Darren Hardy fan, so I'll share. I just this just speaks to us. I know Lisa, you too. Uh, movement is not in progress. Activity is not in productivity, and rushing is not in results. Ooh, right. I love that. That's good stuff, so I'll good. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I love, uh, I've got a great R&D department, as our good friend Dan Noma Jr. would say, right? Rip off yep. and duplicate, baby. We got I it all it. going on over here. It's Absolutely. just people say, they ask me, these are questions from our audience, you know, how do you remain positive when, stu- when shit sucks? You know, numbers are down, or, you know, I'm in a bad mood, or I lost a client. How do you keep it positive? You know what? I will tell you this. Um, I try to find the good in everything. It is my intention every day, right? And I will tell you this. I point the finger at myself. When I, when I have, when the numbers are down, I say, what can I do to make it better? And it immediately boosts my energy. When I say, why are these numbers down? What are we doing? I say, what can I be doing better? What am I not teaching my team? Maybe we need to do the 15th, you know, uh, day protocol. What, okay, we haven't been doing that. We need to add on five more calls a day if we're not making our goals. That's on me. And the minute I turn it to me, a bad scenario, and I ask myself, what could I do better? I feel joy right away because I can do something about it. And I am a solution-based person. And as soon as I start thinking about solutions and that I, it, 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 it is on me and what can I do better, I feel definite turn in that moment toward positivity and excitement. Denise, that just gave me the chills. Incredible. You're so right. I love everything about that. Do you listen to Gary V by chance? Gary Vaynerchuk? I don't. But I, yeah, he is on my list this year. Oh. I, 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 <laughs> you I do because you sound like him, sister. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he says that if you take responsibility for everything that you are doing and every outcome that you have, you will never be disappointed. Absolutely. And you will always be in control. Literally. That's wow. like his messaging. And, wow. and so it just gives me the chills because the the fact that that's your theory and that's how you live by it pretty is. much explains why you're so successful. You know, Aww. you just, you take it all on and you handle it with such grace and, and, and you're incredible. And I'm so happy that you were able to make it on my podcast today. Thank you. It's thank you. Thank pleasure. you so much for being here. And thanks for being a part of my team. I just absolutely love you. You are wonderful. Thank you so much. I love you right back. And thank you, you for all you do for the company. You I bet. appreciate you so much. You thank are you. phenomenal. Thank you for having me. Thank you honey. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you got as much out of that as I did. Wow. Denise Wilson, you are the best. Thank you so much for your words of wisdom. We appreciate you greatly. DJ, kick us off something that pumps us up for this new year with all these great different tips and nuggets from Miss Denise Wilson. And hope everybody has a wonderful day. Connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. You can find me. Connect to me. Talk to you soon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.